Everyone knows Atlanta has become the Hollywood of the South, but what does that really mean for production businesses that have been here for years? Today, Girls on Film talks with one of the best production businesses in Atlanta, PC&E, Production Consultants and Equipment, in the form of General Manager Mark Wofford. PC&E has been supplying the Southeast with all its lighting and grip needs for 36 years, but where they differ from other companies is full service. PC&E has a full camera rental department, an expendable store, as well as sound stages for any size production. Take a listen to find out just how our production company should be run as Girls on Film goes inside PC&E. I like to roll. I get. I think. <laughs> Thank you for the coffee, Mark. You're welcome. We are Girls on Film podcast, and all we do is talk about the entertainment business in Georgia. We talk to people. We uh, work with companies. Uh, we go to schools where they train students. And we want to talk about the biz here because it's very important to the economy. And it's actually America's number one export entertainment. And we are here with a gentleman uh, today, besides Port Wilson. Hello, Jeez, Port. thank you. Yeah, besides you. <laughs> no, you're awesome. Um, that makes it happen for the state of Georgia. And his name is Mr. Mark Wolford. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. And Mark, I'm going to pull his card up. I want to make sure I got it. He is the general manager, a.k.a. King, <laughs> of PC&E, Production Consultants and Equipment. And I say that because everybody in Atlanta knows who PC&E is, but all you folks outside of Atlanta our listeners in the UK, our listeners in India, um, we'll go to Ha 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 LA, you might know them, um, New York, uh, Australia-based folks, uh, PC&E is a big company here in Atlanta, and what, what they do is, and, and Mark, you're going to help me out here, um, they make sure that if a movie is coming into town, that they have their equipment that they have food that they have whatever they want do you supply animals and elephants or anything like that we do not supply okay. livestock okay <laughs> i would like to add that it's a lot more than just movies please all production yes. all please. production you and know you know i'm drinking my coffee this morning we've been here for 36 years 36 this year. years and uh the commercial business has always been a very important and vibrant part of the business in atlanta even before the incentives, there's always been a healthy industry here, and that's where we got our start, and that's what we continue to do mostly. You were here uh, working at PC&E before the tax incentives really took hold. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Um, and for people that don't know this, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but there's a, a 30% uh, tax credit for uh, for productions 
that cost over 500000 I believe, in the state of Georgia. And it took quite a few people to get that pulled off. That's no mean feat. And I would love to hear about it, what you did to, were you part of that? Did you help? Well, I, I personally did not. But uh, in the early days of the Georgia Production Partnership, uh, PCE was a member and my predecessor, Matt Timmons, gotcha. uh, was very involved in that. And our founder of the company, Doug Smith, was a proponent of the industry. And so we've, we always supported that. And cool. in our 36 years, you know, we've seen Atlanta become a very popular location and then not. Right. And then again, very popular and then not. And it seems to be working this time. It seems to everyone's kind of figured out. To make it work, the infrastructure has been growing in leaps and bounds, and crew people who, in the early late and late eighties, early nineties, moved away from Atlanta so that they could stay busy, have since come home, right, and come back. And people from other markets are moving here, so it's a, it's become more than just like a factory job. It's, yeah, it's a it's a real industry that has a lot of growth, and the the next stepping point will be you know content creation originating here so that's exciting that's really exciting yeah i would um i want to go back to that but with everything you have going on here you have massive inventory right yes and you have so many different people coming to you for pieces of it Mm -hmm. how do you keep how, how do you keep it all together how do you keep it organized it's a it's a it's a constant struggle Okay. It's a constant uh, process. Okay. That I was looking at a, an order that ha- went out on a, a commercial, a five-ton truck basic order, and re- there was like a thousand individual items on that order. Right. Ugh. But the warehouse staff stays on top of it constantly. They're out there in the warehouse this morning, reorganizing and straightening and putting away and taking count. And yeah. It's a constant. You're always looking. At inventory, you're always seeing what's popular. You're always keeping your eyes open for what's going to be popular. Right. We'll we'll see lights. Vendors will come in and show us. Though so this is the latest and greatest light. You have to have this, and we can be interested in it. But if our customers are not interested in it, so it cut doesn't the, really yeah. As we we before we even jumped on here, yeah. we talked a little bit about like what do you think? What what is a piece of equipment in the future that you personally find? fascinating well the the advances in and lighting you can be it can be no. as nerdy as yeah. you want <laughs> nice yeah well, thank, no, you, I, thank you for the permission to that's that's the cool stuff to be myself that's the cool uh, stuff led lighting it has grown in leaps and bounds the efficiency the the color rendition you know typical is it not you a, a lot more expensive no. But, but worth it? No. No, okay. not really. So it's not cost It's become more affordable. Okay. Uh, we see just like now with new phones and new televisions, a lot of vendors have new lights every year, every other year. So it's kind of a struggle to see what's going to be popular, make the right choice. Yep. Hopefully not just recoup your investment, but make money off your investment right. would, would be great. But uh, right. LED lighting is just – it's becoming more and more popular uses less power produces less heat so it's easier on the actors it's more pleasant hasn't lighting also gone small i know guys used to take two van fulls of lights out and now they're down to like half a van yeah the 
the efficiency of the lighting coupled with the advances in sensor technology for cameras. So in the old days when you were shooting film, or in the current days when you're still shooting film, right. <laughs> you know, it, it took a lot more light uh, for exposures. And the right. ASAs were a, a lot lower. And now digital cameras, you know, like a, an ASA of 800, so it takes less light and the sensor is better. So smaller lights, fewer lights, less power. So we still have the, you know, we saw a five we saw a five ton this morning come back into the lot from a commercial, but more and more it's smaller trucks, vans, just bits and pieces because then that you need less. Gotcha. What are some equipment that just never changes? Good question. Well, Chapman dolly. <laughs> Chapman dolly doesn't change a lot. Uh, Fisher dollies don't change a lot. On the whole, they make uh, improvements. They're always adjusting the controls. Uh, lenses, lens technology has not doesn't change a lot. Now we're getting into full frame lensing for larger right. sensors, but the basic technology behind a lens, the way that a lens, a motion picture lens or a camera lens works, doesn't really change. And so that's the my uh, our guys in camera have always said. Investing in glass is a is a sure thing because you'll always need glass. And now, with the advances in sensor technology, and everything being so sharp and so crisp and perfect, DPs and directors of photography are wanting to go back to vintage glass, like Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> you know, just soft you know, focus. They want They want to find <laughs> lenses that have kind of character to them because right. oh, the sensors don't. And when people shot film, the film itself is what. The emulsion had kind of the character, yeah. you know, and the flavor, and they didn't need so much on the lenses. So now we get calls for, you know, obscure lenses that haven't been made in 40 or 50 years. So and Ingrid Bergman may be old enough to have been pantyhose over the lens. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do know, and I, I read this, that every time they shot her, they made sure that there were two lights in her eyes. So she always had this kind of these sparkly eyes. Played once then. For all time's sake. I don't know what you mean, Miss Elsa. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. Oh, I can't remember it, Miss Elsa. I'll hum it for you. Sing it, Sam. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. Middle things apply as time goes by. Well, if you look at old films, the guy will be in sharp focus and the woman is soft. I mean, there's no I really wish relation to that. That was to like her. regular life every day. And when two lovers woo, they still say, I love you. On that you can rely. Hey, girls on film fans, how are you? I know all my girls love to wear makeup like me. And I want to ask you when it comes to your beauty products, when we have so many choices, why not ask for more? Why not ask your favorite companies to be vegan and cruelty free? Okay, true story. I was um, looking at Instagram and I ordered some makeup from Thrive Cosmetics. That's not cosmetics, it's cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, cosmetics. 
And I'm sure you've seen it if you go on Facebook at all. If you go on Instagram, you're going to see Thrive Cosmetics. They do a great job with their online tutorials and their branding. And I liked what they said about their products. So I thought I would give it a whirl. I bought some. I today put some on my face, used some of the um, amazing, amazing mascara that they have. They're, it's almost like a tattoo lipstick that they have and um, a blendable blur BB cream. Love, love, love. Smells good, feels good, goes on lightly, makes you look just natural, uh, but better. <laughs> natural, but better. We, you know what I mean when I say that. I'm going to tell you, it's been several hours. I still look, I look nice. The lipstick's still there. It's in place. I've had coffee. None of it came off on the coffee cup. It looks good. Um, Thrive Cosmetics provides amazing coverage. And the way the foundation and the BB cream works is that it really highlights your best features. And it smells so nice, but it's also free of parabens and sulfates. It's nice and it's safe. Here's one thing I love. It's vegan, and I don't eat it, but it's vegan, and it's cruelty-free. There's no animal testing. No dogs are getting this stuff put into their eyes. They're not eating it. No bunnies are suffering, and I love that. It's cruelty-free. You can spend your money knowing that you have not contributed to the suffering of one of our furry friends. I'm a big animal lover. I've got my houses like a zoo, and um, you can feel good about that. Also, you can auto-replenish. Just check the box when you order online. Auto-replenish once a month, send me a new mascara. I go through that stuff like crazy. We all know the eyelash fad that is taking over America right now. Go with it and get the mascara. Definitely, definitely do it. Giving back, Thrive Cosmetics, uh, their products are so effective. And for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics, again, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, donates. They donate to help women who are in need thrive. They help women that are emerging from homelessness, women that are surviving domestic abuse, and women that are fighting cancer. We all know someone that has had to deal with one of those three things, homelessness, uh, domestic abuse, and cancer. We all know people. So just know that when you're doing this, again, it's cruelty-free and you're helping somebody and you're getting a great product. Um, Leaping Bunny and PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, uh, have joined with Thrive Cosmetics, to uh, to make sure that this is a quality product you can feel good about buying. Let me just tell you again, the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is a must. And just today, just my first time, I tried the Buildable Blur CC Cream. Love, love, love. Here's what you gotta do. I want you to go to thrivecosmetics.com slash girlsonfilm, all one word, girlsonfilm, and enter the code girlsonfilm. Again, all one word. For 15% off, it's not 10%, ladies, it's 15. That's a nice chunk of change, especially to feel good about all of those things. Um, 15% off your first purchase. So go to Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Cosmetics, 
C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash girls on film and enter girls on film for 15% off thrivecosmetics.com slash girls on film and enter girls on film and feel good about looking good the fundamental things apply as time goes by i remember uh, moonlighting tv show did that oh, right 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 <laughs> yeah i forgot about that i like that show um so I, I just want to say hello to one person here who, who is not on the mic, and her name is Melissa Sanders. She's waving. Melissa Sanders is from the uh, Georgia Entertainment and PR Alliance, and her big boss, Mitch Leff, sent her over here, and we love her. You see, you're not at the big, he's the big boss. You don't call it, you don't call it Gepard, do you? Okay, uh, okay, it's, it's moonlighting. It's Mitch and uh, uh, Melissa, so good. But thank you for helping us set up this interview with with this gentleman because he was very um, arrogant and unpleasant on the nice. phone, <clears throat> difficult to work with. No, he's amazing, so nice. And this is all an act in here. <laughs> no, <laughs> you never know. Um, everyone out there, we met a bunch of employees today here at PCE, and they were all smiling. Everyone seemed very happy, and it did not seem like an act. It seemed authentic. One of the good reasons for that is we are unique among a lot of companies. Why? In that we are, we are an ESOP. We are an employee-owned company. Oh, wow. Yeah, so about six years ago. I the, did not know that. Yeah, okay. six years ago, the founder of the company, Doug Smith, looking at his transitioning out of the day-to-day and what he was wanting to do, sold his interest in the company to us, the employees. Wow. So it's it's a, essentially a retirement plan for the employees, but it, it gives an extra motivation. It gives an extra importance to what everyone does. Yep. We had a lunch on Thursday to celebrate Employee Ownership Month, which October is Employee Ownership Month. And I tried to take time to remind everyone that you know we're all in this together. We're a team, and we... We benefit directly from the success of the company. So we've always been fortunate in that everyone here kind of has always felt that way. But now there's an added incentive. You know, they have a retirement account that's active for them. Exactly. They're they're going to benefit in the long run. And, And it's kind of changed the way that some of the younger employees view the company because it gives them a kind of a long term objective. Right. And they can see what is going on and how it will impact them later. Yeah, and Absolutely. people become people become interested in they the, have some the efficiencies other than just their own little narrow job. It's 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 kind of fascinating. I wanted to um, ask you about your early career and ask you where you started and how you got just you know yeah. how you got how you got here. Well, uh, Georgia native. Gotcha. Uh, where? Uh, Chattooga County. Cool. I'll start with that because I usually have to start with like, do you know where Rome is? Yes. Yes. Well, go north before uh, you get to Alabama. Yeah. Before you get to Tennessee, stop. But uh, I grew up. Beautiful small, country. Yes. Beautiful. Grew up uh, northwest Georgia. Thought I wanted to be a director. Wanted to, uh, but was interested in filmmaking. Went to the University of Georgia. Good Gra- school. Yes. Uh, graduated. Great communications program. Yes. Graduated yeah. uh, from the J School. Ah. up there in the journalism school yeah. and uh 
we even we had film cameras that we shot a film project on and i met my now wife uh, we were both students at the time we met when we were juniors got out of school did not know anybody in atlanta didn't know a single person that's the best and, way to go and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's hard but if you don't know hard. what you're doing i think it's no. always good i uh, started out freelancing as a production assistant good uh, for you and worked my way up where do you remember where i freelanced just so i worked uh, Channel 11 used to have a okay. GPS was their production arm. They did okay. wolf camera spots for if people are in yep. Atlanta that remember. Yep. I do. Uh, NBC. Yeah, I worked Channel a lot 11. with uh, companies from all over the world that would come to Atlanta to shoot. So I had okay. a, a great opportunity to learn from a lot of different people. Very cool. Uh, freelance for about 12 years. Ended up working as a production manager and assistant director. Uh, two small children. So working 12 hours a day and having a 12-hour day be like a good day. Oh, my God. It became kind of hard. So I took a detour, ended up at Cinefilm, which is a motion picture film lab at the time, which still exists to this day, but it's owned by uh, Kodak, Eastman Kodak now. Gotcha. Worked there for six years in sales and customer service and then had an opportunity to come to PC&E, which was, to me, kind of like a, a fitting circle because when I freelanced, PCE was my favorite place to rent from. Gotcha. And this is who I would call to get camera gear or lighting and grip for out of town company. So it was great yeah. to to come back. And I've been uh, I've been here for the past fourteen years. That's fantastic. I have a question I'd like to ask. It's just when you mentioned it, um, and it's with regard to day rate for any production people listening. And um, I used to operate. Everyone I know operate on a ten hour flat. This is my rate. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed to work as a producer on a Fox show, which remained nameless. And it was a six-hour week, 12-hour flat with a you know, non-paid Sunday meeting for the next week. And I see more and more in, in the trades that they're doing 12-hour flats. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it seems I know like in the commercial world, you know, 10-hour rates are still the kind of the going rate. Right. There, there are those jobs that I think people try to – I'm sure that I'm sure they're trying to get as the best rate they're possible from the crew because they're getting the best rate possible from us, and they're pretty aggressive on that. So, and it's it's one of those things. I mean, it is it's, it's hard. The well, what advice would you have for someone trying to get in the business? I would say, you know, for someone trying to get in, you don't want to intern somewhere, but to learn the business. When I started in a TV station, I wanted to learn everything about production. Mm-hmm. Just working here to learn the gear, you yeah. know? And we do that. I mean, we uh, a lot of our warehouse employees, it's we ask for a two-year commitment because really after two years, a lot of them come in, they learn the gear, they make contacts. They Some of them have kind of a, an inclination already about what they want to do. Sometimes they decide they want to do something completely different. And it's not unusual it's kind of the standard practice and it makes our jobs as managers and a company a little harder because we're constantly retraining people but we're recreate we're generating new new workers i mean i i I was telling uh you guys i mentioned this earlier i walked over to one of our stages one day and there was a commercial shoot going on the stage and i counted 10 different people on the crew that had worked here at one point so it has to be satisfying it it is satisfying i mean we and the people who are good when they're here and we know that they're good you know that they're going to be great when they're out there and they come back as customers and they they take our gear out and then they're able to pass lessons on to the 
to, yeah. the, to the new employees. And then when the newer guys in the warehouse want to leave because it's their time, they've made contact with people. And so right. it's, it's kind of, it helps feed the industry. That's cool. It's exciting. One thing that I did not realize that you had here are the sound stages. Oh, yeah. And, and you did, you know, guys, check out our Instagram page because I'm going to post some great pictures up there. But um, I would love to understand how, when did you start having sound stages and use that stuff? Uh, in the early 90s, uh, Doug Smith, again, the founder of the company, saw a need. There were not kind of purpose-built sound stages for commercials at that yep. time. And he had, had lighting a grip portion of this company in one building at another location, uh, camera in another location. Yep. And he had an opportunity to bring it all together under one roof and build out sound stages. That was smart. No, he's, yeah. Really he, smart. He, he was... He was a visionary. I mean, he he worked on the crew and put a lot of into the into the market and put a lot of back out. And there's a lot there's a lot of people in this industry and that have been here for a long time that probably have a, a lot to thank him for. Are you are you seeing any of the reverse with these new movie studios popping up? Are they are they trying to you know house their own equipment at all? No, most of the studios in town are not also in the equipment rental business. There are vendors that function primarily in the feature world right. that a lot of them have deals with. They're, they're, they're kind of their vendor of choice or their preferred vendor or their exclusive yeah. vendor. Yeah. So it's we, us being kind of, as we all like, we're a one-stop shop. We're unusual in that, that we have cameras and we have lighting and grip and we have sound stages. And we have cells and expendables, you know, the tapes and gels yep. and all the bits and pieces. And that's not common. And I've been in contact with a lot of rental companies from around the country. We belong to an organization, uh, PERG, the Production Equipment Rental Group. It's like a professional. That's very cool. Group. Yeah. We need to we need to find that organization and yeah. go to their con, con their convention. There is one, right? The lighting and grip mm, convention. No, not I so would much. love to go to that. <laughs> we all show up at NAB and Cine Gear, so oh, if you good. go there, right. we'll, okay. we'll be there. But most of them do camera rentals or okay. lighting and grip rentals. Or there's not that many companies that do everything, everything or like try you. to do everything like we do. That's amazing. No, that's amazing. We're unique. I think that that one of the things that the young people that listen to this podcast can take away is that if they want to get into the business. Uh, Mr. Wofford has just told you how to do it, which is come and work for him <laughs> as a grunt and learn everything from the ground up and start your career. That's a, and it's not a bad, I mean, it's no. it's not a bad direction to go in. This place is lovely. No, and, and entry-level jobs, um, since you said, use the word grunt. Uh, I've done it. I've done it. I've done no, no. a grunt. That's, you know, and production assistance, which on, yep. on the production side is the... As my mentor in the film business, Jerry Peace, would say, that's the least expensive way to make sure that your shoot goes well. Exactly. To have people who, just because they're new and just because they're inexperienced, doesn't mean they don't have value. value. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um. You um, never know when you may be yeah. working for them as well, which is what another oh, camera person would say to me. You just <laughs> took my. You just took my story. Uh, I was an intern at, at WPVI in Philadelphia, which is an ABC affiliate. And I went out with a cameraman one day, and he had 
he he didn't use the newer aluminum tripods. He had this like old mother of a tripod. Wooden sticks. It it weighed like forty or fifty pounds. Cast iron. It was oh my god, and he was having the time of his life making me haul that thing around. We were in a um a in inner city garden. And it was up and down the hills and the steps. And he was laughing the whole time. And I said, I'm going to haul this thing, and I'm not going to complain. I said, but I'm going to remember this when you are working for me. True. (laughs) And he took it away. (laughs) He was like, oh, I'll carry it. That was one of the first pieces of advice I was given when I was a production assistant. Right. It's true. The assistant cameraman said, I'm always nice to PAs because tomorrow yes. you're going to be the producer or Hello. the director. Hello. or you know. One of our PAs at uh, GBS when I was there, young girl, smart. Um, uh, she is an editor now at Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah. Da-da. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. You, know? you, you, you knew she had something on the ball, but you just don't know. Yeah. You know? Glad I was nice to her, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I was nice to you. Mm, well, <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> we are going to have to wrap it, but I would just like to Mark, say one thing about wait, PC well, uh, Yeah, well, yeah, but but I just I want to ask Mark a favor. Can we come back? Yes. Okay, that's good. That's all I needed. Well, now I have Shoot. to now I have to lighten up my question because it was going to be mean. <laughs> I'm be kidding. nice. So, nice. When I started, I came here in, in the early '90s. And I can't remember the competitor, but there's a couple of houses we'd rent from. This is always a favorite. And you're still here. They're yeah. gone. I, don't, I can't remember the name. started with an M. But how do you – I mean, has the influx of film business helped you, not helped you? How do you stay – other than you're an all-in-one stop yeah. shop, but how do you stay abreast of everything? It's, uh, it's probably due to the, the remarkable people that work here. Sure. You know, the quality of the employees in each department, really. I mean, because you have to stay on top of it. You're constantly – the lighting and group rental <coughs> agents sit outside my office, and I hear them throughout the day discussing what's the latest light, what's the newest right. light, what's being asked for, what what should we get, what shouldn't we get. Here's a quote. Can we get this? We think it can rent. It's been asked for. You know, And we have vendors come in and show it. So it's always just trying to stay on top of that. And the – Influx of business, you know, certainly we have a lot more competition. Right. There's, sure. There's competition between companies that have come in from out of town. There's competition from production companies and crew members because the cost of the gear has gotten less expensive. So it just makes us work harder to be the best. You know, and you can't take anything for granted. That's what we've always learned. And anybody who works in the business, you know, you can't take how busy it's going to be for granted. You can't take the fact that just because you did this job for someone means you're going to get the next job. You know, the saying is always, you're only as good as your last job. So you can just keep doing your best, keep trying to do your best. And I've told, you know, our warehouse guys occasionally, I'm like, our customer's expectation at the very least is that it's perfect. And and we know that that's that's truly impossible, but we can aspire to be as perfect as possible. And that's all you can do, you know. Mr. Wofford. On that note, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We are Girls on Film, and we are out. We couldn't end this episode of Girls on Film without letting you hear the full version of As Time Goes By, sung by the wonderful Dooley Wilson. You must read 
A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you All that you can rely No matter what the future brings As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Are never out of date Hearts full of passion, jealousy and hate Woman needs man And man must have his mate That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Are never out of date Hearts full of Passion, jealousy, and hate Woman needs man And man must have its mate That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by